from The Daily Northwestern, I'm Alex Chun. And I'm Susanna Kemp. This is The Weekly, a podcast that breaks down our top headlines each week. On campus, the Black House is on track to reopen in the fall after COVID delayed renovation plans. This week in Evanston, temperatures reached sub-zero, prompting Evanston Health and Human Services Department to issue a cold advisory. And also in city news, Evanston has opened its first phase of the CV-19 Rent Assistance Program, which aims to provide support to eligible residents who can now receive assistance for up to six months of past due rent. Those are some of our top headlines of the week. Now, let's take a deeper dive into a couple stories. With Evanston's upcoming mayoral election tomorrow, Evanston Fight for Black Lives and E-Town Sunrise hosted an open hall for the city's mayoral candidates. The candidates were asked about their stances on a range of issues. Evanston Fight for Black Lives is also organizing a community-run fridge that people can take and add food to. It will be located on Dodge Avenue, outside the Child Care Network of Evanston building. Stay with us to hear directly from the reporters and editors who covered these stories. On Saturday, February 13th, Evanston Fight for Black Lives and E-Town Sunrise held a town hall with Evanston's three mayoral candidates on the ballot. EFBL is a youth abolitionist group, while E-Town Sunrise is an Evanston Township high school organization dedicated to fighting climate change. The three mayoral candidates are current Purdue University junior Sebastian Knowles, former state senator Daniel Biss, and local activist Lori Keenan. With the mayoral election taking place on the 23rd, the candidates were asked about a variety of issues ranging from local police reform to Evanston housing. Here to tell us more about this is city reporter Olivia Alexander. Olivia, let's chat about some of the main issues brought up at the town hall, starting with policing. What was each candidate's stance? EFBL asked candidates directly, do you support defunding the police? And all three candidates actually do support defunding the police. Interestingly, something Daniel Biss said at the town hall was that all three candidates do have like largely similar approaches to many of these issues. So there was a lot of agreement, but in that way, like each candidate did have the time to kind of elaborate what this might look like. For example, Keenan had to take a lot of time out of her answer to apologize for a comment that she had made about defunding the police being like a negative word. Like she criticized the word defund. So she didn't have as much time to explain her position. But Knowles, I think, stood out for having like a really comprehensive plan. He was um, very action-based and committed to reallocating funds like as soon as he got into office. And the day after the town hall, EFBL officially endorsed Sebastian Knowles as their mayoral candidate. Can you tell us more about this? EFBL posted a statement officially endorsing Knowles for mayor. During the town hall, I noticed like actually the Zoom chat was like really active. Former ETHS students were shouting out Knowles. And after Keenan's apology, people in the chat were like criticizing Keenan's apology, saying it wasn't enough. So I kind of did gain the feeling during the town hall that EFBL and like their organization's members were like gaining support for Knowles. So then on Sunday morning, they published a statement. It discussed how Knowles is a young person of color and needs to be supported by his community for being brave enough to run. They called out also other organizations for supporting who they do, and they challenged the aldermen, for example, who largely support Biss's campaign, and Biss is a middle-aged white man. And they asked people to just reconsider why they support the people that they do. Olivia, thanks so much for chatting with us today. In other city news, soon there will be a communal fridge located on Dodge Avenue. 
Community fridges have been popping up around the country recently, but this is Evanston's first. Assistant City Editor Delaney Nelson covered this story and is here with me. So Delaney, tell me a bit about this fridge. So the community fridge has been organized by Evanston Fight for Black Lives, and it's a mutual aid effort to provide community members with food. There will be a fridge and a dry pantry section as well. It's available to all community members. Um, There are no prerequisites, and any person can take food from the fridge, and anybody can drop food off at the fridge. The organizers also talked about partnering with Evanston restaurants and getting pre-prepared meals from restaurants. One of the organizers also talked about the idea of food rescues, where if restaurants or grocery stores are about to throw food away because it's the end of the day, taking that food and adding it to the fridge, because again, that's something that can be used by the community and it's a way to just provide for the community without wasting food. Um, So yeah, there are a few places that the food can come from for the fridge. Can you tell me a bit more about the fridge as mutual aid? So the organizers have really emphasized that this is a community effort and it's something by the Evanston community for the Evanston community. Um, And it's not exclusively for Evanston community members. People in the surrounding area can use it. People from the Chicagoland area can use it. Um, So yeah, it's really just a mutual aid effort in a way to provide people with assistance and provide people with food in really underscoring that idea of solidarity, not charity. Evanston Fight for Black Lives is a grassroots abolitionist movement, and we saw this um, pop up over the summer and really emphasizing these ideas of abolition um, and mutual aid is a key component of abolition, relying on the community to take care of each other rather than relying on the government in any way. So the organizers that I've talked to have talked about how they've sort of gathered some inspiration from the Love Fridge, which is a mutual aid effort in Chicago um, that has installed community fridges throughout Chicago. Um, And this isn't specific to Evanston. This is something that we've been seeing all over the country. And these ideas aren't new either. Um, Mutual aid ideas have been around for a very long time. So when can we expect the fridge to be up and running? So the fridge is not completely done yet. They have a painter, Zayana Pearson Muller, who will be painting the fridge. They talked about the idea of building off that idea of community and perhaps using ETHS colors. And they talked about painting fruits and vegetables in a community basket and making sure all those colors pop so that people are seeing the fridge. And then they're also getting a carpenter to help build a shelter around the fridge which will help it be protected from outdoor conditions, which we've been seeing are pretty extreme right now. But they're really hoping that the weather dies down a bit soon so that they can get to painting that and creating the shelter. So yeah, it should be up in the next few weeks, I think is the goal. I think we're all hoping the snow lets up. Thanks for coming on, Delaney. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Susanna Kemp. And I'm Alex Chan. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Weekly. This podcast was reported on by Olivia Alexander, Delaney Nelson, Susanna Kemp, and myself. This episode was produced by both Susanna Kemp and myself. The audio editor of The Daily is me, Alex Chun. The digital managing editors are Molly Lubers and Olivia Yarvis. The editor-in-chief is Sneha Day.